Welcome to Manager Tools. Being told no to feedback, part two. Here we go. This cast answers these questions. What do I do if my direct refuses feedback? How do I do if my direct continues to refuse feedback? How can I document feedback efforts if a direct keeps saying no? If you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. All right, Mark, well, we assume the first no is genuine, right? That's we've, we've got to. Yep, exactly. Um, now, what about after asking somebody if you can give them feedback and the answer no a second time and a second consecutive time, right? Yeah, the successive part of it is important. Uh, it's only when you get that consecutive no that we begin to think we might have a problem. You know, if you did a frequency chart, it'd probably look like roughly 5% of your asks are going to be told no. And they're random. Uh, randomness is not a problem at all. It's going to happen, right? You ask, Mike asked me if he can give me some feedback if he's my boss. And I say, you know, I'm walking out at the end of the day or I'm late. Can we delay? Can I come by and see you in a couple hours? That's not a big deal, okay? But even if we say only 5% of our ask result in a no, only 5% of those result in a second no. So we're talking about one out of what, every 400? And I think that's a really, really liberal estimate because it really depends on the direct. It just does. So even though you've already gotten a no and in your head you're going, hmm, that's a second consecutive or successive no, we recommend that you walk away from that second no, from that same direct, just like you did before. The only difference is this time, make a note. My God, dude, it's impossible. Like I asked them once, they said no. And now, and now, now I got to walk away a second time. I, I know, mean, my, I know. My, my head's going to explode. I have to tell them. We say this a lot that being an effective manager requires, if you really want to be good, it requires some professional maturity. And part of professional maturity is an emotional, is emotional You're going to go there. Maturity. You're going to go there. Yeah. So if a direct says no, it, look, if you're going to stand in front of your directs and say, it's okay to say no. You've got to understand the possibility that somebody could say no twice and it's legit and it's not a big deal. We have an entire podcast called Assume Positive Intent. We've said this before a hundred times on the cast over the last 11 years that we judge other people by their behavior and we judge ourselves by our intent. And the reason why that's important is because Nobody's intent, I mean, very rarely is people's intent bad, okay? And because we never have bad intent ourselves, therefore, we're always good. What we do makes sense to us, even if it turns out badly. If somebody points out we did something badly, we immediately say, well, but I meant well, okay? But when we see somebody else, particularly somebody who works for us, somebody whose work is necessary for us to achieve the results the organization holds us accountable for, and it doesn't turn out well, we only are worried about the behavior. And unfortunately, what that means is we then judge the the intent to be bad, even though we have ample evidence that even when our behaviors turn out bad, our intent is always wonderfully heavenly good. Yeah, we're different, though. We're just different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's special in their own special way. You got me sold. I'll use, some, I'll use a little emotional maturity here, and I'll, I'm, I'll walk away. So now, look, you said you had to take a note. So... This is, in fact, the second time they said no. So I assume we're going to post after this podcast, we're going to post a special form on the website called the second no yeah, documentation no. form <laughs> for taking the note. 
That's very good. You're playing the straight man very, very well. I do, <laughs> I do want to come back and make one point. Guys, when it comes to how quickly you're going to respond to a potential problem with your direct, here's the rule I apply. Do you want to win or do you want to fight? Okay. Now, some of you want to fight. When, you, when somebody says no a second time, boom, you're on them. Okay. Look, this is unacceptable. We need to talk about this. Okay. What you're going to get is a fight. They're going to push back and say, you, you told me it was okay to say no. Okay. Um, if you want to win, you'll stay frosty and you'll wait a little longer. Now you might say, well, wait, Mark, maybe I'm only giving feedback once every two months. Well, there's your problem. We're not talking about managers who only give feedback once every two months about situations that are serious. That's not feedback. If you're calling somebody in your office and sitting them down and saying, we've got a problem here, that's not feedback. That's reading somebody the riot act. That's, uh, that's again, as I do my Joey Air quotes, a conversation about an issue. Right. That's what you get when you don't give feedback, right? Yeah, exactly. You get a problem and you get worry and fear and so on. Yeah, and we need to make sure we define winning properly, right? Because a lot of managers think it's winning, winning is the argument. Winning what you want. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't want an argument. We right. Want, we, we, want a be, we want behavior change. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not winning the argument. It's getting behavior change. Yeah, and anytime you want to fight as a manager, remember, you always fight with your role power. You may not intend to engage your role power, but if your boss fights with you, you know he or she is fighting with their role power, and you know you're going to lose. So, same thing, right? We make a note of the behaviors, and to Mike's point, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be documentation the way some managers think of it. It doesn't have to be a memorandum for record, an MFR. It doesn't have to be filed in accordance with some data handling protocol. It should simply be contemporaneous. And by that, I mean reasonably close in time to the event itself. Technically, if you wrote on your hand a dash for a minus, the letter F, then the letter J circled for John, an LT, and then 225 for the date, February 25th, and took a picture of that note on your hand, that is documentation. And that is all you need. And when HR comes to you six months later and says, where's your documentation? You can show them pictures like that. We, we don't recommend that be the only way you take notes. But guys, I've said this before, we'll say it again repeatedly for years and years and years to come. Documentation scares managers and directs because when directs say it, they mean, ooh, documentation preceding formal activity against me. And managers think, oh, gosh, I've got to write a long email and so on. No, documentation is anything you write down in any form, in any fashion that is relatively contemporaneous. Don't wait three or four days before you write down a long story. And that is uh, persistent, meaning you keep it. Uh, it could be a note. It could be a yellow sticky note. It could be a picture of something written on your hand. And of course, if you took a picture of it with your phone, it would have the date and timestamp in there as well. It can be two scribbled notes in your own handwriting in the margin of your one-on-one -on -one notes. Quote, Joe, two feedback turndowns, lateness and high productivity score, which is funny because that's actually positive feedback, but Joe didn't know it. 221 and 227. That's all you need. You need dates and what the feedback was or it was intended to be. And your direct said no. That's all. Okay. That, that's it. 
I mean, it is it is a scribble, a scribble with a circle. And look, guys, an added benefit of approaching it this way is that when you write it down, that's going to help you keep the issue in your mind. Okay, I now know I wrote it down, so I know Joe has a couple of instances, two successive no's in a row. Two is the start of a pattern. By the way, in case you're wondering, one is not the start of a pattern. <laughs> two is. Two similar things. And we want to be on the lookout for that, for a pattern, when it comes to, to feedback and people saying no. So it's really easy. The first time, you let it slide because you told them you would. The second time, you let it slide because you told them you would. But to help you remember and to keep you on the lookout, make a note somewhere. And yes, if you want, you can send an email to yourself. That's certainly fine. But if you tell me later you didn't have time to write the email to yourself when it, you could have written on your hand or on a yellow sticky, that is not an excuse for not doing your job. So bottom line, accept the no. You said it was okay. Uh, when you first started doing feedback, walk away and make a note. Okay. So now we've been talking a lot about two successive no's. So and that's different, right? So, uh, you know, patterns are different than random no's. Yeah. We've been recommending that you have to wait for two successive no's. It's not the first two. I mean, if I ask Mike, will he accept some feedback? If he's my direct, I don't, I don't think he'd actually ever agree to that. But, but if he did, and I give him over the course of three months, say 15 bits of feedback, I'm making that up. And twice, once in week two and again in week seven, he gives me a no. That's nothing. That's randomness. We don't care. We said they could say no. Let it go. Yeah. And we, we don't need to get into it, but it's we could absolutely make the case that those no's are a good sign, right? Oh, they are. Because what the direct is saying to you is, I am not so much in fear of your role power, and I trust you enough that when you say to me, it's okay to say no, I will actually say it if, in fact, I can't turn my head to think about my future behavior, which is what you're talking to me about when I give, when I get feedback from you. It's exactly what it is. And for a lot of managers, they should be appropriately worried about whether or not they have the relationship that people will say yes uh, or, or that people will say no and mean it. And for the record, that's why in the Manager Tools Trinity rollout, one-on-ones go on for 12 weeks with no feedback usage before we start giving positive feedback and another eight weeks before you start giving negative feedback. So the difference is two no's in succession in a week is noteworthy. But let me give you one other, one other example. Literally, no. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Literally, rather than figuratively, which I'm told now literally, literally actually means figuratively, according to the dictionary, thanks to gross misuse by lots of people. So let me give you another example. I only give Mike two bits of feedback in three months. He says no in week two and again in week nine. That is not two successive no's. Well, technically it is, but it's not for the purposes of this podcast. If you're only giving feedback every 10 weeks, you're not doing it frequently enough to be worried about patterns, okay? So don't hold that against your directs. There wouldn't be anything wrong with noticing, but I wouldn't make a big deal of saying, ooh, he said no twice. Because if you go to HR and you say, I tried to give him feedback 
in week 14 of this year and again in week 26 of this year. And he said no both times. HR's going to say, really? I mean, really? That you're going to hang your hat on that? It's not enough. And again, guys, remember, don't go around thinking that the first no you're going to get will therefore lead to the second and therefore you have a problem. It doesn't. It just doesn't. One out of every 20 times, maybe it does. If you have that assumption, it makes you paranoid. It makes you defensive. It makes you alert to small cues that you'll end up misreading against the interests of your direct, which will create relationship problems. You're going to become much more likely to respond quickly and probably in an ill-considered way. And so that's why we say often on the show, stay frosty. Yeah. Now you've said two, okay? There have been two no's. When you make that note, look for another opportunity for feedback. Doesn't matter whether it's positive or negative. Feedback is feedback. They don't know whether it's positive or negative when you ask, can I give you some feedback? We don't ask, can I give you some positive feedback? Can I give you some negative feedback? If after two no's, you're worried, okay, but you've held off, you said, no, Mark and Mike said, wait, start looking for an opportunity in the next day or two to give some more feedback. So you can find out pretty quickly, is this really the start of a pattern? Am I going to get three no's in a row? If 24 hours later, you find an opportunity to give negative feedback and they say yes, the third time you say, sure, they say, sure, timing's good now. Give them the positive or the negative feedback. And then, by the way, clock's not ticking anymore. They're off the hook. Yeah, starts over. Yeah, absolutely starts The next over. no is not the third. <laughs> yeah, It exactly. wouldn't be successive. <laughs> okay, so let's assume the incredibly rare. I mean, this is like, you know, throwing a stone and hitting a, uh, a Coke can that's 75 yards away. This is so, it just doesn't happen. I think we're going to do a golf analogy, and I was going to say it's like somebody with a two handicap having a hole in one, which is to say I've never done it. Yeah, I was going to say it's like me having a hole in one, which is literally it's yeah. impossible. <laughs> so it's probably a little bit, little bit more frequent than that. But what's going to happen is you're going to come out here to Pebble, and you're going to have one before me. That would be awesome. Yeah, hey, and that would be the end of me ever giving you a hard time by your golf game because you immediately say, let's, let's compare hole in one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so the, the almost Mike Ozan hole in one scenario, which is just third success of no, what do you do then? And I'm pretty sure at the top of the cast, we, we reminded everybody that we get this question and so we want to answer it so that we can answer one of the many pushbacks that we have from people who are hesitant, uncertain, want, you know, really a full reckoning of our recommendations and so on. But the chance that this happens is, like we say, it's the chance of me getting a hole-in-one, which in my 40-year golf career, 40-year golf career is zero. But if for some reason a direct actually make it, makes it to three no's in a row, it is time. You're right. Your fears have, real, have become real, and it's time to take some action beyond just some documentation. So when it happens, we recommend when the direct says no, in that moment when you're trying to give feedback, you say some version of this. Hey, look, it's okay to say no, but we're going to have to talk about the pattern you've established, and we're going to do that in our next one-on-one, -on -one, and then you walk away. 
Don't be negative. Don't suggest they're going to be punished. Just say, hey, listen, a no's okay. And there's a pattern here. And we need to talk about that. We'll do it on our next one-on-one. No worries. I don't mean in an angry way. My tendency would be, like, I just have the conversation right then and there about it. Is that wrong? No, look, you're an accomplished manager. You're confident with what you know the role relationship to be. You've already, you know, you're good at building relationship with your directs. And so, sure, there's no problem. I would do it the same way, depending upon timing and privacy and so on. But the vast majority of managers who aren't that confident, we recommend you wait. Just give yourself a chance to make some notes to prepare for that moment in your one-on-one. And that way, you control the timing, you control the preparation, you control the environment. Yeah, and, I, and I'd say the biggest factor in the environment is the, the environment between your ears, <laughs> your, your attitude, right? Yeah, I think, uh, I can't remember what sport it was. I, it may be golf, but it could be any sport that the most important distance in sport is the seven inches between your two ears. Let me put it this way. I would even go so far as to say, Mike, if you and I said, hey, we'll talk about it in the next one-on-one, and the director says, well, we can talk about it right here, we would make a judgment call in that moment. Are we getting spiky sort of disagreement? Like, what are you saying? Am I going to be in trouble? If that's the case, I'm backing away, right? Right. We have the Shot Across the Bow podcast, and when your direct escalates, you walk away. You just walk away. And believe me, they don't really want the outcome of the fight, but they're feeling like fighting and you don't need to do it. So if you're confident and you're willing to wait, but they want to know right then, and you're willing to wait and you're not completely at peace about the conversation, just walk away. So now let's talk during the one-on-one. Yeah. I think to the point in terms of the, the mental space you have to be when giving feedback, if you've asked to give them feedback and they said no, and they said no, and they said a no a third time, the chances that they're ready to hear something a little yeah. little bit more um, difficult hey, than a just the feedback here. you were going to give them, um, they're probably not there. They're probably not ready for that either. Yeah, but at the same time, they're even less excited about the idea of waiting. On the other hand, they don't have any bullets in their gun at this point. It's like, really, dude, you're going to say no, and then you're going to demand that I have the conversation with you now? No. Yeah. I'm going to wait. And it's not because I'm trying to put you off. It's because if if we're going to duel, if we're going to have something like that, we're going to do it at the time and place of my choosing. And sometimes role power is a good thing to have. Okay. So we've waited. We're now in our one-on-one with our direct. Guys, we recommend that you have two to three or four bullet points written down in advance, which, by the way, I don't know why people don't understand this. Those notes written down can serve both as notes for you, for prep, and also as your documentation. I covered these three or four points. Good point. Right? You know, you get to prep, you get to write down what you're going to say. I do this all the time. I just interviewed a publicist about my book, and I had a series of questions, and then I'm able to talk to you about questions I ask because the questions are written down. So here's how it would sound. Uh, We'll pretend that Mike is my direct. This is always weird when I think of you as my (laughs) direct, buddy. Okay. Um, Hey, let's talk about your three recent instances where you've said no to being ready for some feedback. And and let me also make an aside, guys. If you think the person you're doing this conversation with is an argumentative person, okay, It's probably helpful here to list the three instances. If they're argumentative, 
they may not remember something from four or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days ago. And so it's, it would be good to listen to that. Okay, I'm going to pick up where I left off. As I've said before, when I briefed you on the feedback model, any one of those no's is fine. If I catch you at a bad time, dude, it's okay to say no. And it's also part of your job to accept feedback, whether it be positive or negative. I mean, it's my job, part of my job too, to take feedback from my boss. You know, examples would be guidance I give you about ongoing work, stop going in that direction, going in this direction, quarterly performance reviews, semi-annual performance reviews, obviously annual performance reviews. These things are part of everybody's role here at the company. Even the CEO of our firm gets feedback from the board. The company gets feedback from the marketplace in forms of revenue and costs and so on. And if that's not true for all of us, there's going to be a problem with the system. Professionals can't simply say no to getting feedback. So just as clarification for you, the question I ask you when I say, can I give you some feedback is intended to mean in a way, can I give you some feedback right now? The point being, is this a good moment for you? It's completely okay to say no, but generally I'd expect you to then later seek me out when it is a good time for you or ask for it during our next one-on-one. But you've done it three times now, and dude, I don't believe that I've caught you at three bad times in a row unless you can give me a pretty compelling, extenuating reason or a series of reasons now. If you have that, I'm open to it. Without it, I have a concern based on this pattern that you're avoiding a part of your job, getting guidance, accepting feedback. And it's a core part of your job. Not being willing to accept feedback is a behavior that must change. Again, it's part of your job. It's non-negotiable. I mean, I hate to say it, but continued failure to accept feedback means you can't stay. You can't stay anywhere in any professionally managed organization. So I'm asking you, will you do this differently going forward? Yes. <laughs> By God, I will. Yes. Hopefully you have a relationship with people and you know that they may be going through a bad time and they may have a bad week at work. It happens. And it's best to deliver this in a casual way. Some of you write me after I give soliloquies like that and they say, I can't believe you use the word dude. I said, well, I'm 6'4 and 250 pounds, and I'm a fairly direct person, and I find that using words like dude sends a message to people that this is not me lecturing you from the bench where I'm a judge, because I'm not judging you. I'm trying to get us to be effective. The path is often fairly wide. Many of us wander along in the path, but if you stay on the path, we're probably okay. If you get off the path, I want to talk to you about it. If I built a relationship with you, I'm not going to jump down your throat. Now, if you do something grossly unethical or that violates one of the core principles of the firm or something like that, I might jump down your throat, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. Well, I like what you did there. It's pretty clear to everybody. I think that's a fairly tough message that just got delivered it is. to me, but it's polite. You're polite. And it was, you know, and, and I didn't, and it was very hard for me because actually when we do these role plays, I actually put myself a little bit in the position of the person receiving this. And you're looking for a wedge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm hammering you with, I'm looking for a hammer to get you with later. If you hear something like that, even though it's tough, it's hard to get angry at you. It's not even me. And I feel bad listening to it. It's 
pretty compelling. Yeah. Being open to feedback is as basic a tenet of the modern workplace as showing up every day for work is. Somebody doesn't show up, they don't get to stay. Somebody's not willing to listen to the organization giving them feedback, they don't get to stay. On the other hand, we don't want to threaten people after one or two no's with the ultimate consequence. So we have to wait until there's a real pattern as opposed to just a couple of random bad moments. I would even say in some cases, guys, I could wait to four. We often talk about the, the green tail story about if one person tells you you have a green tail, you're, they're an idiot. If two people tell you you have a green tail, it's conspiracy. But when seven people tell you you have a green tail, you turn around and look. In this case, we don't want you to wait that long because some managers aren't giving feedback as frequently. And seven, waiting for seven on this one may put you in a situation where the direct has dug a hole they can't get out of. But we wait. We honor our commitment by saying you can say no, and we wait. But then if you wait longer, if you hold fire, if you stay frosty a little longer, when you actually have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, really hard for the direct to have wiggle room, really hard for them to argue with the underlying principles that have now come into play because they're failing to do their job. Yeah, this is so straightforward in terms of yeah. how to handle this once you know it. Once you've heard, if you heard this podcast, you know now how to do it. You know, Frank, stand in front of a mirror and practice some of this stuff. It's it's pretty straightforward. And there are, even though the feedback model is very simple, there are scenarios like this that that cause people to be afraid, managers to be afraid of of getting into using the feedback model because they're afraid of the answer that they might get from their direct, afraid of the situation that might come up. And we've experienced every single one of them, and there's a solution to them all that is just calm collected and, right. and effective. And I can't remember the last time we talked about the Effective Manager Conference, but again, that's one of the advantages of coming to the conferences. We walk it's through practice. the feedback model and the practice, and we answer all your questions about all these various scenarios of which this is one, right? Yep. Yeah. So in summary, guys, don't worry that asking first, can I give you some feedback? will allow or encourage your directs refusing feedback. You know you want more feedback from your boss. Your directs are really going to, once they get used to the model itself, the word verbiage, they'll want feedback. Our data show people don't get encouraged to say no. But you're worried about it, so we want to address it. And there are rare cases when there is a pattern, and it takes three to get to a pattern. Sit down and explain your direct's responsibility to hear feedback and to respond to it, and we're sure it'll work out well. And if it doesn't, let us know. It'll be the first time. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. Enjoyed it. You bet, partner. So long. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long. This podcast was produced by Manager Tools. Manager Tools creates actionable management guidance every single week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face as a manager or professional, go to www.manager-tools.com. Search for Manager Tools on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.